And let's welcome in Phil Savage, Alabama color analyst on the radio broadcast and former general manager. Phil Rich Ackerman, how are you? Rich, I'm good. Enjoying a weekend off from the tide and watching some of these other games here this afternoon. Uh, a lot of good ones to get to. And also want to remind everybody about your book, Fourth and Goal Every Day, Alabama's Relentless Pursuit of Perfection. You can get it on Amazon, your local bookstore. But speaking of that, uh, I mean, this has been one of the really special runs in college football. And, and quite frankly, I'm too old, but I'm 49, and I can't remember a run like this in my lifetime. How exactly has Nick Saban done this? Yeah, it really is remarkable. I mean, when you go back to the 2008 season, there's only been three regular season games, and they're really all in the 2010 season where the national championship was not at least still a reasonable goal for Alabama. So every game has mattered for them for, in essence, the last, decade or so, really nine seasons. I think that that the leadership at the top, again, I use the word relentless pursuit of perfection in the subtitle because that's really what it is. Uh, Rich, yes, they win a lot of games on Saturdays and, and in the bowl games and playoffs, but the truth of it, the fact of the matter is, is that they win the other 350 days out of the year in recruiting, in uh, academics, in strength and conditioning and all of the different things that go into making a complete program, and that's really what Nick Saban brought to the table when he had 30 years under his belt. Now he's got 40 years under his belt. It's quite a head start for the Tide against most of their competition. You know, he's always been referred to as the Knicks, uh, I'm sorry, the Bill Belichick of the college game, uh, but you've worked with both. You know, what is the one common thing that, that really has enabled the two to have unparalleled success? Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, the football intellect. I mean, these two operate at a level that's far superior than most in terms of really understanding the depth of the game at all positions. I think, secondly, their work ethic. I mean, these two are extremely driven uh, to be successful. And then the third thing I would say, Rich, is that they both have shown the adaptability. You know, when Bill Belichick went to the Patriots, they were a power run game. Now they basically run a spread offense at least an NFL version of it. And with Nick Saban in 2009, uh, their front seven averaged about 270-some-odd pounds. Now their front seven's in the 240s, 250-pound range. So, you know, he's adapted to uh, the evolution of the college game at, at Alabama in terms of their approach. So I think those three things are real shared commonalities between the two. You know, it's funny, a couple of years ago there was the question was uh, if Nick Saban was worth his $7 million a year salary, I think that that level has risen. And I thought then, as I do now, it's a resounding yes when you see the success uh, that, that they've had. I mean, this is just not, you know, a pretty good run where it's a couple of years. I mean, it's year after year. They're not only in the top five, but, I mean, I can't remember a game since Urban Meyer left my uh, left Florida that they really went into and you didn't think they were going to win. Yeah, they've been a favorite uh, virtually every game they've played, which is a, a, a role that you have to embrace. You know, sometimes you get the chance to, to relish being an underdog. Alabama uh, rarely gets to do that, and they've embraced a mentality Rich, of, of competing against themselves, uh, playing to what they refer to as their standard, regardless of opponent. And the way they do it, honestly, is that, you know, their approach 
to the Florida State game to open the season was exactly the same the next week when they played Fresno State. It'll be exactly the same next week when they get ready for LSU and then a few weeks later when they play Mercer, of all people. They just have a, a system, a systematic approach that is in place for them. They adhere to it. There's a lot of discipline involved from top to bottom, and that really has been, I think, one of the main distinguishing features about the program. Talking with former GM and current Alabama radio analyst and also the author of Fourth and Goal Every Day, Alabama's Relentless Pursuit of Perfection, the Crimson Tide with a bye week this week as they get ready for the stretch run. LSU coming up next. Uh, you know, there isn't much to really nitpick, and maybe this is just more in, in, in terms of, you know, how could they be even better than they are, but Alabama's passing attack is eighth in the SEC. The good news has been they haven't really needed to use it, but they probably will at some point how can they improve in that area down the stretch here well one thing that has that has happened this season is they've had an emergence of young receivers you know everyone knows about calvin ridley but they have five other players three of which are true freshmen that have gotten substantial play time since the first game so you know i think that's the crux of alabama season rich is the fact as you mentioned that right now they really have not had to rely on the pass game, but at some point they are going to run up against the defense that puts them in third and nine, third and 11 type of situations, and that's going to be the, the real test, I think, for quarterback Jalen Hurts, who has had a, an amazing year and a half as a starter. He's 22-1. and one. He's, he's basically uh, already in the top five or so in most every category for quarterback play at Alabama, and while he was the SEC Player of the Year a season ago, uh, people want to see more from him. But I think Nick Saban and the coaching staff have been pretty pleased with what he's done so far this year. Uh, there was a lot of talk when Brian Dable came in as offensive coordinator, a guy who probably was more in line with Nick Saban's thought process and philosophy. How would you? Uh, what kind of grade would you give him so far through the first eight games of the year? I think he's done a very impressive job. He's played to the strengths of this team. Which were the continuity, which was the continuity of their offensive line. They've had the same five starters for eight games. They have a stable of running backs. Damian Harris uh, has been the best so far, the most consistent. But they get touches to Bo Scarborough. They get touches to Josh Jacobs. Even Najee Harris, the true freshman, has been in the mix because they've blown so many games out. They've been able to get even the young players on the field. But I think that the the key factor to me and Brian Dable is that he has been a consistent, uh, ever-present voice in the ear of quarterback Jalen Hurts. When they come to the sideline, of course, they have a, a, a specific way to sit uh, on the benches, but you see he and Hurts together sitting on adjacent uh, wooden stools, essentially. I think he's done a nice job of coaching Jalen. And Again, the consistency has been there. Hasn't been a lot of fancy things. They are a game plan offense in terms of some of the formations and, and things that he brought from New England. But by and large, he's really played to the strengths of this team, which is averaging about 300 yards a game rushing. And then, you know, they've been very functional, I would say, in the passing game, at least to this point. Talking with 
Alabama radio analyst Phil Savage, also the author of Fourth and Goal Every Day, Alabama's Relentless Pursuit of Perfection. Get it on Amazon. We've seen a lot of good backs uh, come through Tuscaloosa in the last couple of years, in, including Heisman Trophy winners. Damian Harris, uh, as you mentioned, has had a tremendous so, uh, season so far, probably garnering more attention than Bo Scarborough. What's been the source of Harris's big year, and has it come, you know, has it been a surprise that, that, that it hasn't been Scarborough right now? Well, Damian rushed for over 1,000 yards last year, but most people were mesmerized by what Bo Scarborough did down the stretch until you know he suffered the fractured leg against Clemson in the national championship game. But Damian has been extremely consistent. I tell you, he's, he's run in an inspiring fashion this year. I mean, for somebody that is in that 215-pound range, he's run like a much larger man. I mean, he's moved the pile. Uh, he's advanced the, the chains. He's had several big runs, namely uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M. You know, he hit his head on the goalpost essentially on his first carry of the football game, 75 yards on both occasions. But I think, you know, one thing that happened with him, he was a five-star recruit coming out of the state of Kentucky, and I think the expectations were just unreachable when he arrived in Tuscaloosa. And now here it is three years later, and in some ways he's probably underrated uh, in reality because he's probably played better than most people around the country actually uh, have realized. If you put your GM hat uh, back on for a moment, Minka Fitzpatrick, who will likely be a college football Hall of Famer one day, has been so steady and so versatile. Uh, you know, what is the ceiling for him? Will he be a great pro or just one that will be very steady for a long time? Well, he's got such incredible versatility. He plays safety now. Of course, he started off his career in Tuscaloosa as a corner. He can play the nickel slot corner. He can play the dime linebacker. He's a very good tackler. Uh, he can blitz. He's He's got an instinctive nature about him that is very unusual for a young player. I mean, I remember the very first film clip I saw of him. He was on top of a skyscraper in New Jersey doing backpedal drills in the snow. You know, he, he had committed to Alabama and signed with the Tide, and they, they found a video of him doing these defensive back drills on the rooftop in New Jersey. And as soon as he arrived, he just really picked up on the Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, now Jeremy Pruitt system and scheme. He's almost like a, another coach on the field, except he's got a lot more athletic ability and speed than most of the coaches on the sideline. Have you worked on your scouting report for LSU yet? <laughs> uh, I'll be putting that to rest probably sometime tomorrow night, if not Monday morning. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the bye week, I have to focus on my day job, which is the Reese's Senior Bowl. We had a number of things going on with that, including our initial invites going out this next week. So uh, I'm back on my regular schedule, so I'll be zeroing in on LSU here over the next 24, 48 hours. Well, looking forward to that one next week. We always look forward to the Senior Bowl. It's always fun. And again, the book is Fourth and Goal Every Day, Alabama's Relentless Pursuit of Perfection. You can get it on Amazon.com, among other places. Phil, thanks so much for a couple of minutes. Greatly appreciated. Uh, enjoy your day off and uh, enjoy enjoy this next uh, these next couple of weeks. Good deal. Appreciate the conversation. Thanks so much. You guys have a great rest of the college football Saturday.